Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Do you ever wonder what it would be like to be a supermodel? To feel confident, beautiful and empowered? Well, this episode will be all about it. My guest, Sarah Diana, she is international model that worked with designers like Versace, Dolce Gabbana, Oscar de la Renta, and many others. She's a famous best-selling author. So in this episode, Sarah and I will be talking about how modeling industry has changed over the years. Also, we'll be talking about how to channel your inner supermodel. Sarah will be sharing with us shockingly healthy habits that models use to maximize their amazing bodies, iconic faces, and confident attitudes, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Sarah. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you today? Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest and welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Thank you. And if someone would meet you on the street, someone would never met you before, what would you tell them about yourself, your career and just in general? Um, usually I say I'm a writer more than anything than to say I'm a model. Um, for some reason, I've always had an issue with saying I'm a model, like it seems very um, 
not not a career that somebody wants to have not something admirable it seems very based on vanity and all the things that in many ways it is and so uh, I often say that I'm a writer and that I'm passionate about health and wellness and things like that. And, and that then I'll say, and I've been a model for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. I see. I've done modeling since I was 13 as well. And, wow. you know, yeah, I always, my parents always thought it's not a real job. It's not a career. They always told me you have to get education. You have to have the real job. This is just like a hobby, but it's not, I mean, it's, I mean, for many people, it's a real job. And I didn't really yeah. pursue it first full time. But later on in life, I guess, when I went through school and had actual real job, <laughs> went back to modeling I mean, as I do it now. But it just, you know, this industry for some people might be very confusing because they associated with tons of partying and drug use and What's your experience about it? How did you stay away from all this toxicity? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a part of it for sure. Um, it's a part of youth and growing up. And when you're a model, you're obviously privy to um, promoters and clubs and events. And they want you there. Uh, just like brands want you to represent their brands. And today they want to send you free product. It's the same with the nightlife and clubs and this kind of atmosphere is that, you know, they want models, influencers, people there. So they'll take care of you. Everything is free. You get to come, you know, when all of the best like singers and performers are there performing and you get to be at their table. And so it's definitely a part of it. And I think uh, everyone does that at some point, every model um, you know, it's, it's fun, but if you want to have a longstanding career in modeling, you obviously can't be at the club every night, drinking alcohol, staying out till four or 5 AM and showing up, uh, on set at 8 AM or whatever time your call time is, because you, you won't look good. You won't feel good. Um, and you can't, you can't withstand that. So if you want a long career, if you want to be successful, you have to not, uh, partake all the time in these kind of things. Yeah, I totally agree with you. These all things don't go together with <laughs> success in the <a> long run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially modeling our careers based on the way that we look, right? So everybody knows if you're out partying all night, the next day you don't feel well, you don't look well. Um, and this reflects on on your work that day. It reflects on the energy that you have. Like, you know, sometimes you you shoot a day and you're changing clothes 200 times. Like you don't have this kind of energy to do this. If you were out, you only had like two or three hours of sleep or the same, you know, you're shooting beauty and you didn't sleep the night before. And obviously you probably have like bags under your eyes. Your skin probably doesn't look so good. Um, you're just tired in general. So your, your mood is off. Like you just don't brands hire you to look beautiful, to make their brand something that's going to attract consumers where if you look raggedy and worn out, I don't think that's, what they want <laughs> so true and also for you being the writer what how you connected with hay house and you also written a successful bestseller so would you please tell us more about it yeah um just as you said before you know i entered into this world of modeling now it's almost been 15 years ago 
and it was not uh, known to be a healthy industry. And obviously I saw, um, you know, the party girls and the party route that you could fall into, or even just the negative traps of like all of the, you know, criticism that you receive. And then again, also, you know, needing to be a certain size, which today there's a lot more acceptance into size. Uh, when I first began, no, this was not the case. You had to be a size two, you had to weigh like 115 pounds, be like five foot 10 minimum. And that was a lot of pressure for a lot of girls, especially when you're, when you're young and you're just, you know, developing. And so I always, I saw this and I wanted to be able to be in this industry and still be healthy and still uh, promote a healthy image. And so that's how the book began. Supermodel You is the title of the book. And uh, I wanted to empower women and girls to, to be healthy and still have the body that they want. And I do believe just like being an athlete or whatever, you can train to, to be a model. Um, and, and we all have like a model version of ourselves. Um, and that's, that's basically the message of the book is to find your inner supermodel. I love it. It's like embrace your inner supermodel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I did struggle a lot because in modeling world, especially high fashion, because I'm, I was between size two and four and, you know, sometimes was two, sometimes four. And I was rejected to some of the campaigns because I was close to size four, yeah. <laughs> but I'm 5'11 and I mean, almost six feet tall. And I mean, for me, it was not, I mean, it was normal, but you know, at that time, 15, 17 years ago, I guess yeah. when was mostly critical about the sizes, yeah. that was terrible. And modeling industry was so toxic. Like I yeah. was struggled with eating disorders because I wanted to be skinnier <laughs> I wanted to weigh 125 pounds no so and many so many girls you know and it's awesome because I just saw that um the Valentino Couture show that they just had models of all different sizes all different ages on the runway and Couture especially um more than even just the classic runways, but the couture shows you had to be very, very, very thin for because these were one of a kind garments, super, super expensive fabrics, like everything it took, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to make one garment. And if you didn't fit this piece of clothing, you couldn't do the show. And even the tiniest, skinniest girl that they didn't have, their bone structure wasn't the right. I mean, she could weigh a hundred pounds, you know, and be five foot 11, but her hips were too big or whatever she couldn't do the shows and so I love that today you know that it is different and that there is this new acceptance of different sizes and different types of beauty um but I'm also grateful that I was able to be a part of that at a time when there were such rigid standards and I could still maintain my health and spread this message of health yeah that's incredible that you're still maintaining that because it was very even tragical for some of the girls. I'm glad the modeling industry mm -hmm. changed now because now it's so much variety and there's so much acceptance and they don't look at the gender. Even guys can wear skirts. Yeah, it's just totally. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's so cool. It's like 
it's a whole new world. And I think it's awesome that like, I'm still modeling today, even though I write and I have a lot of other things going on, I'm still very successful in modeling. And I love to be a part of, to see like all the changes and to be a part of all of the world of modeling. And I think who knows what's going to be next, but I think it's awesome today, just the diversity and the inclusion and, you know, just celebrating beauty for everyone. I mean, everyone is beautiful and there's something beautiful about each person. And I think today now more than ever, people can see this and realize it. And I think girls were exceptionally prone to having negative self-esteem and today seeing all this different type of beauty and stuff. I just think it's, it's wonderful for the world. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you're still modeling nowadays as well. But if some girls, young girls, would like to get in the same industry, what advice would you give them? And what? how do they start? Where do they start? <laughs> I'm sure this is a question that you get asked a lot too. I think it's probably one of the number one questions I get asked is, how can I be a model or how can I get started? Truthfully, I think everyone today is a model in a lot of ways, you know, social media has opened the doors to, to everything for everyone. And there are no real barriers. I mean, yes, it helps to have an agent and and a contract and all of that, but there's no stopping you if you don't have that to put yourself out there and to develop your own following and to create your own content. And, and I love that. And I think that this makes it more interesting. I think everything that's been everything's already been shot or done in terms of like the high fashion world or modeling. And then you see these new creators coming on who, who don't have representation, who, who weren't like a standard typical model and the stuff that they're making and creating is amazing. And then they develop followings and then Vogue wants to like do a feature on them. And then, you know, all this stuff. So I think just do you and do what you're passionate about and, and don't let the fact that you don't have a contract or you don't look a certain way that you think that you need to look or whatever to stop you. I mean, find your medium, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever new platform is coming out there, you know, find YouTube, find your place and do your thing. Yeah, that's a great advice because before girls used to be so disappointed. I mean, I was disappointed myself sometimes <laughs> when I couldn't get one of the gigs, but now I work with nationwide brands and I yeah. do it myself. So it's like I have freedom of doing right. everything I like and everything I love. And the thing is, I know you mentioned as well that so many magazines and so many brands want to just pick some influencers or some creators for their brand i mean for representing their brand or for magazine features or commercials it's like so open now and i'm yeah. glad everyone has a creative freedom yeah there are, there are no barriers there used to be like obviously if you didn't have a, an agency and you didn't have a contract i mean you were nobody good luck getting a job but even today there's there's even apps where you can submit yourself there's all of these you know you have to be driven yourself. Like today you can just rely. And even as a model from the beginning, you know, even years and years and years ago, you couldn't just rely on your agency and the most successful models, you know, um, Kathy Ireland and Cindy Crawford and these, you know, the supermodels, the legends, you know, they were proactive in their career. They went out there. They weren't just relying on their agency to, to do things for them. They brought their own opportunities. And today I think 
more than ever. That's the message in, in the world, not just in modeling, but in every space that there is, is you have to create your own opportunities. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. How can a small fraction of thoughtful fashion models inspire change in the world? Well, now is basically more about beauty standards and I guess different standards in fashion and modeling. But as far as um, your field, what are you mostly advocate for? I love this question, actually, because um, I think any group of people can inspire change and a positive change in the world or whatever change they're looking to do, but hopefully positive. Um, you know, whether you are a group of book club people or a group of fitness people or whatever you are, I think that you have the opportunity. And I think it's, it's a great place to seize that opportunity to create a positive change. And I'm really grateful. I'm a part of um, a group of models called model activists. And we're all about, you know, climate change, sustainability, human rights, um, and just advocating for those things, creating awareness, uh, making sure people vote, signing pledges and things, and just getting more people involved, hosting events, again, to create awareness and just talk about, you know, the things that are happening in the world that we don't know. Uh, so I love that. And I think that every individual, pretty much everyone belongs to some type of group. And this is probably the biggest place where you can actually create bigger change. Individually, it's very hard unless you're, you know, a huge celebrity or have a, an enormous following and an and impact. And so, yeah, I mean, any group can. And I believe that, yeah, as models that we have an awesome group of girls. Uh, there, it is mostly girls, ironically, although there are some boys um, who do a lot of just great things, who, you know, advocate for change and take part in, you know, beach cleanups or recycle challenges or zero waste challenges or whatever it is. Um, and this the impact that that has, it's enormous. I mean, even when I participate in these things, there's so many people of my following or my friends or people who see it who then jump on board and, you know, create change in their own lives. So we all, again, you know, there are no barriers today to, to making, to creating change and to living your dreams and, and having positive impact in the world. That's incredible that your guys uh, created awareness of such a great cause. And if someone wants to be a part of this, how can they join your group or how can they become a part of it? Yeah, so the main group is headquartered in New York and it's called Model Mafia. Uh, our Instagram handle is Model Activist and you can sign up there. You have to be represented by an agency, I think, for this group specifically. Although I don't think they would ever like not let you obviously do good in the world. But following them in general and, and just knowing what's happening, you, you can obviously participate. And that's the whole point of, of it. It's just the group is mostly all models. It's hundreds of models. Um, and the stuff that we're doing is amazing. The stuff that we we promote and talk about and the changes that we've made, it's it's great. Like we we recently just like shut down an initiative that was, you know, they were killing the rainforest and and so many people posted about it and so many people, you know, reached out and 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 it, and it created this change that we were we were going after. So I love that. And for young girls who are trying to get to the agency, I know that's not like priority now. You can do it in without. 
but what are your do's and don'ts when someone is trying to sign up as an agency? I don't know if I have do's and don'ts. Um, I would say if you can see them in person, obviously do that. Uh, there's open calls, like almost every agency has an open call. This has changed a lot since the COVID thing, which is unfortunate because I think people need to see you a photo or whatever you can send doesn't always do justice. And, and so, yeah, I would say see them if you can, although COVID has changed that a lot and it's not happening as often anymore. Um, you can always find someone like me and get contact, get a contact, you know, via email or whatever it is, reach out on social media. Uh, I know that IMG models has, um, I think it's called, we love your genes at we love your genes on Instagram. And, and they may even have the same for the hashtag, which is just, you can tag that or hashtag that on your photos and they discover like models that way. So, I mean, there, there are ways and social media obviously is probably the biggest because there's just more eyeballs available to you. Um, but if you, if you really want an agency, you should find out what agency you want. You should find out who the agents are. You should be following those agents. You should be liking their photos. You should be knowing, knowing what's, knowing what they like, what they represent, you know, what they need and how you can fulfill that need. I mean, they don't need, you know, 20 blondes that all look the same. Realistically, that's just the way it is. You know, like if, if you and I looked exactly the same, then why would they choose me over you? So, you know, you, you need to know, you know, what an agency likes and, and what they need and why you're different and why clients would want to work with you. And also even just getting clients, um, you know, getting seen on social media in some other way, working, working for a brand for free. And then, you know, somebody sees it. Yeah, that's such an amazing advice. And from your experience, which brands, I know you're famous, and which brands have you worked with? And how was your experience? How did you enjoy it? And what was your takeaway from it? Yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful that I've had the opportunity to work with probably most major um, designers and fashion brands that, that we know, the big names, you know, uh, Dolce Gabbana. That was probably one of my, you know, I did the DNG and Dolce Gabbana show in Milan, and that was like probably one of my biggest at the time. That was just like such a big deal to me and meant a lot to me. Um, they just stopped using fur in all their products, which, which I love. Um, but I was also Alexander Wang's first muse and, you know, I've shot for Vogue and I've, you know, worked for Valentino and Oscar de la Renta and Stella McCartney and just a lot of brands and, and they're all different and they all have, you know, different ethos and Stella McCartney is amazing because, you know, she's all about environmentalism and doesn't use animal products and. Do you still walk for fashion shows? Sometimes. I mean, well, yes and no. I don't do the, um, I haven't done the show circuit probably for three or four years now. I mean, it didn't happen much during the pandemic, but I do tons of shows still in LA, but I just don't do like New York, Milan, Paris. This is, it's a lot of work to do that. You, you may fly in for like a certain designer that you know, that books you directly or whatever. That's great. I've done that. Um, but going like doing like it's actually happening right now while while we're while we're filming this is the fashion week where you you know i don't know if you ever did that did you do that yeah i did fashion weeks and it's 
uh, exhausting because you're there for 12 hours and you have to wait to get your hair and makeup done. Yes. And then the show is only like, you know, a few minutes, but you get out there all day. You come in, what, eight call? I mean, your usual calls are what, call time, 7, 8 a.m. And you don't get out to like very late. It's so fashion weeks are very exhausting. But now I'm on the other side of runway. I'm as a contributor. I mean, because I do part of it is I'm a fashion blogger. So now I, yeah. now I watch the shows, not walk in the shows. It's funny <laughs> to watch a show, actually. Um, I don't I don't like watching shows because then I'm like, then I'm like super self-conscious about like. And I was like, I want to get up and walk. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, doing the, the circuit, like God bless those girls. I mean, when I was doing it, you go to hundreds of castings, which means like hundreds of rejections it's just part of the game and you know you're just you're exhausted you're tired you're mentally fatigued i mean just everything is is gone and drained and then you do the shows and then the shows you know sometimes you can have like four and five shows a day and that's like also very exhausting and very hard on your body and your hair and your face and your skin and um so it's just a lot and it's it's fun and it's rewarding but it's not like financially it's probably not the most important thing you can be doing and I think later later on in my career I realized I cared more about making money than you know having fun or destroying my hair and my skin and and uh the press that you get from it I could care less at that point um although I did enjoy it and I'm grateful that I did it <laughs> yeah that's why 17 I mean I've done it from 13 to 17 but then like later on I had to go to school i still went to school and i went to university graduated and i still kind of did it on the side but not full-time because obviously yeah it's not it wasn't bringing as much at that point where i when i needed so of course i mean models have to do long hours and so much work but what they get yeah. paid sometimes it's like you know even for big campaigns like sometimes yeah even, you know you can get oh, paid yeah. more as an influencer than as a model sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Way more I mean, now. Yeah, today it's 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 actually it's it's sad today, um, because I think even more so. I mean, back in the day too, they would take advantage of models and wouldn't pay them or try to give you trade or pay you very little for for your work. But then today now we still have that going on. Although there are some rules and things, which is great. And agents fight for you, which is that's the benefit of having an agent. Um, one of the benefits, there's many benefits. Um, but there is also that, you know, models will do all the work in terms of like fitting and they're building the collection on you and you're doing all of the sales presentations and you're doing all these things. And then the big money is not going to you, though. You're like hardly making any for that and you're working hard. And then the big money goes to like, you know, I won't say any influencer names, but, you know, these big influencers are probably don't really need the money. And then, you know, the models, and I'm not saying myself, but like, you know, younger models and stuff, they're, they're not getting the compensation that I think they probably deserve. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And the opportunity, because, you know, you get, you know, when you're when you're on those campaigns and billboards and buses and on every magazine spread, you know, you get, you know, a lot more opportunity sometimes even some of the brands are like so specific they use your face one time and it's done and you know <laughs> you have to look for a new thing to you know, work for 
And it's like, you know, there are some ongoing campaigns, but mostly depending on the brand, of course, but it's a little bit harder, I guess, to get ongoing campaign than one-time gig in the modeling world. What do you think? Um, I mean, some girls have, you know, massive contracts that have gone on for like 20 years, which is like the ultimate like dream of a model is to get, you know, those L'Oreal contracts and Maybelline contracts and, and those kind of things. Dior, Dior, they have like their ambassadors and so do other brands. But uh, I mean, I think there's both for sure. I think change is always good. I think in the landscape, kind of what we talked about, they are looking to change all the time. They're looking for the next thing, you know, the diversity, the, you know, the whatever they can, you know, how they can fit in. So it makes sense. And that's just part of part of the game. What is feminine strengths to you? It's about being confident and it's about being empowered and it's it's about a lot of things, but it doesn't have to be about giving up your femininity and your softness and all these things that are feminine. Um, I think that a lot of people today get confused with that, you know, like in this whole feminist movement and all of that, they lose what makes them feminine. And that is our strength. <laughs> You know, for me, at least, I believe that the strength of the of the female is in her in the power that she possesses while still being soft and sweet and those things that are, you know, the divine feminine. That's amazing how you said it. I love it. <laughs> and what is your best advice? How do you keep your mental health in check and with, I know, You've done modeling for so many years and you're famous and it's so easy to get distracted, you know, to get not enough sleep or, you know, just burn out. So how do you keep your mental health in check? This is such a big topic of discussion today and one I actually really love. I try to say well-being, mental well-being over mental health. Uh, I think it just sounds more positive. I actually lost my brother this year uh, to suicide and a lot of my family members suffer from uh, not having good mental well-being. And I will say that, you know, this is a big part of also why I wrote this book, because the five keys that I talk about in the book are the five keys to health and wellness. And if you divorce yourself from sleep or eating well or not maintaining, you know, exercise and these kind of things, which the body needs movement and sunshine and all of these things, you will go down a bad path. You will uh, develop mental, you know, disorders, whether it be depression or um, anxiety or, you know, all of the, the gambit of mental disorders that we all have. And um, I think it's also really important that we realize that uh, this up and down, you know, happy, low, high, you know, low again. This is natural. This is a natural world. You know, we have summer, we have winter, we have, you know, different cycles, women, we have different cycles and our hormones. And, you know, I think it's a not letting yourself get stuck and going with the flow and accepting when you're feeling low and doing something to change it, like, you know, getting sleep if that's what you need or getting outside and getting sun if that's what you need. Um, And I do believe in the power of food, like immensely. I can't say enough about this. Um, Food is a drug. 
and it can be a positive drug that makes you feel good and benefits you and it can be a harmful destroying drug so sorry for your loss and definitely i'm glad you mentioned all this key points these are very important and i think if we are missing even one of those like you mentioned it definitely makes our body to suffer and we're feeling it so i guess those are very major points that you mentioned yeah i don't know a single person that you know eating healthy sleeping right exercising you know doing all the right things and is still suffering from some emotional mental disorder you know um i think we all need to realize that that it's also in our power like obviously we have genetic components to to these things like your risk factor for depression and and other other disorders are based on genetics but then you have a tremendous amount of ability to affect that expression you know and in it i mean i swear by exercising i swear by the sun which is why i live in california um, I swear by just getting outdoors, which is why hiking and all these things is important to me. Uh, but I pretty much exercise every single day, you know, even if it's just a simple walk, but it's, it's important and staying inside all day or not taking care of yourself is not going to make you feel better. hundred percent. I agree with you. And I also struggled with anxiety, not depression, which is, you know, usually anxiety. Yeah. Um, I I was depression, but I never was depressed. But anxiety and panic attacks, I suffered with. So I had to change and make adjustments to my lifestyle because I was overworking myself and not letting myself to rest, not getting enough sleep, burning out. And I really had to reconsider. But I wouldn't reconsider my lifestyle till I actually got the symptoms. So, you know, it's always better to prevent them than actually suffer through in them. Yeah. A lot of times we don't realize that we are doing it to ourselves. Like I used to also be super anxious, like crazy anxious. And I realized, I mean, yeah, there were factors that, you know, I could, were out of my control, but there were things like I used to drink so much raw cacao or caffeine that like makes you anxious. Like it literally makes your heart race, like all of these things that's just so bad for you. You don't sleep because, you know, you had too much. So, you know, in, in my book, the first key is awareness. And so it's like, you tap into the awareness of all the areas of your life and are you doing this and are you not doing that or how much sleep are you getting or, you know, whatever. And just like learning, you know, what it is. And like you said that you did, like you've realized, okay, I need to like not do this. And you can, you can heal all of these things. Like, I don't believe that, you know, in some extreme cases, yes, I do think medical um, intervention is needed for people, but for the most, for the majority of us, I believe that we can heal ourselves naturally by food by lifestyle by environmental changes yeah we definitely can and i've experienced that as well and i excluded a coffee like i don't drink <laughs> coffee only decaf and <laughs> i used to drink three coffee i mean three cups a day and then <laughs> now and i could drink coffee and go to sleep that's how exhausting it was <laughs> yeah but that's the thing i talk about in the book is that People, you can still, some people can drink caffeine and they can't sleep at all. Like they're up all night or some people can drink coffee or whatever and fall right to sleep, but you're actually not getting your sleep cycles. 
like you're you usually just like crash out but you're not going through like your REM sleep your deep sleep you know all of the you're supposed to do like five or six cycles a night i believe uh to have a healthy sleep and when you're on caffeine you're not getting that although you don't realize it so like you probably like were just like you kept going but you actually never really recovered <laughs> yeah i was it was terrible yeah and where can our listeners find you social handles where they can purchase your book yeah the book is called supermodel you it's available um on amazon which is the biggest bookseller today and and other bookstores but amazon is like the place to go um and i mostly am on instagram at sarah diana and i'm on twitter at supermodel you as well which i do love twitter amazing thank you so much sarah it was my pleasure thank you for being my guest yeah you too it's nice to finally connect yeah thank you that was all for today guys i hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as i did not basic blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every tuesday and thursday to support the show tag nbb podcast on your instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on instagram as well at not basic blonde underscore or nbb podcast and if you haven't subscribe rate and review not basic blonde podcast on apple podcasts Thank you so much guys have a great day you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.